Hi friends, the American dream. We have talked extensively about it. We have talked about what it is, what it cost me. You all talked about what it cost you. We've also talked about how to come out of the American dream. And so I'll leave those videos below if you wanna check them out. But today I wanna talk about you finding your own dream, you dreaming your own dream. So I talked about my Alicia dream, what that looks like for me right now, because tomorrow could be different. But I want to give you some questions, some tips that'll help you find your dream for yourself. So hopefully you're able to take these and apply these to your life, take some time to journal, to question, to think about it, um, to actually take time to dream, to play, you know, to come up with something fun and exciting for yourself. But before we get started, there are things that you need to keep in mind. All dreams are valid. No dream is too small. No dream is too big. Okay. All dreams are valid. If you're being honest with yourself and if you want to live on a goat farm and be happy for the rest of your days, sweetie, you can have it. You can have it. That's a valid dream. If you dream of owning a company and being the CEO or founder of something, that counts too. Every dream is valid. Every dream that you have for yourself is valid. And everything that we see was once a dream. Someone dreamt of a car. Someone dreamt of having a park, right? A place to think and to be quiet and to see nature. Some people even dreamt of kids, right? You exist because somebody dreamt of you. You know what I mean? And even our ancestors dreaming of freedom for themselves, for rest, for pleasure, for joy. Like we are our ancestors' wildest dream. You know what I'm saying? Like, and somebody back then would have told them your dream is too big. Like, it doesn't make sense. But we're living the dream that they dreamt for us, you know? And so I want you to really honor the dreams that God gave you. I want you to honor the dreams you have for yourself and for your other people and for the people that are coming up after you. The world benefits from you not dreaming. Just think, just think about it. Think about how at jobs, there are people who are working a job they hate because they dream of something better, but they don't think that it's valid. They don't think that their dream is valid. And so the boss is happy with that because that keeps you working for them. It keeps you in bondage. It keeps you bound to their dream because you don't think that your dream is good enough. Dreaming frees ourselves. It helps us to imagine worlds that don't exist. It helps us to get creative. It helps us to actually create the steps. Sorry, I'm stuttering. It helps us to create the steps to get to the place that we actually want to go but it has to start with a dream. You have to give yourself permission to dream of something different, of something better, of something more pleasurable than what you're experiencing now. If the oppressive culture has your dream, they have you. If they have your dream, they have you. Because if you don't have hope, if you don't have goals, and you have a dream like of anything, then you just go along with whatever anybody says. Also understand your dream doesn't have to be about money. It doesn't have to be about monetizing anything. It could just be about I dream of rest. I dream of connection. I dream of, you know, travel. I dream of the color red. Whatever your dream is, right? I believe it for you. It is valid. It is valid and it is important. So you may need money to achieve your dream, right? And you will get there. But first, dream. That's the first step. And that dream is valid. Don't judge yourself. Like before we do any questions, we're not judging ourselves. We're not, you know, trying to filter it through and see like what's valid, what's not. Everything is valid. We're going to leave room for everything, every opportunity and be okay with there being more than one dream. Be okay with dreaming of living in the mountains and living in the city and living in your car. Like dream of all the things, all the things you want to try. Give yourself permission. Dreaming is self-care. Dreaming is self-care for real. Like Dreaming, like your mind, and I've read about this, your mind doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is made up. Like I have had fake arguments with people in the shower, let me know if I'm not alone. <laughs> and my anger will bubble up like it's really happening, 
right? Like I can literally take myself to an angry place and the person is not even there. Nothing has even happened. Or with anxiety, for example, my anxiety flares up at the thought of something, not even the real thing. And the real thing hardly ever happens. Before I sing or perform, I get so nervous. I get bubble guts, like I don't eat anything. And when I start singing, the thing that I feared happening didn't happen. But that was very real for me. And I created that situation for myself to feel that way. Our minds don't know the difference. So if you're dreaming of something beautiful and um, something freeing, you're going to feel those things in your body. You can look at a picture and it take you away to a totally different place. And the same thing happens when we dream. It's amazing. It's an amazing gift. So dream without worrying about how. That's another rule. Don't worry about the how. We're not doing the steps right now. (laughs) We're not taking steps. We're just dreaming. And every dream doesn't have to be realized. And that's okay. And that doesn't make you a failure. Every dream doesn't have to be realized. I have a dream, you know, I don't know, of living in New York City. I have a vision of myself living in New York City. But when it comes down to it, I don't really want to live in New York City. Not real, not in real life. I want to live like the sex in the city version, (laughs) but not, you know, or, you know, the uppity, you know, the uppity version, but not the real version of New York. Like, I'm like, ah, I go there and I'm like, ah no, it's okay. I'm good. Every dream doesn't have to be realized. Right. And so what I also offer for you is to have a notebook for your dreams, like have a specific notebook that you use just to dream, just to come up with ideas. Okay. Because it's really helpful to have a safe space where you can be honest with your feelings and be honest without worrying about somebody else judging it or tearing it down, you know, and you set you set a sacred uh, process for you to dream so that you know that this is sacred time. This is a non-negotiable and this is a safe space and create that safe space for yourself, okay? So now that we've done enough talking, let's get into the actual questions. The first question I have, what did you dream of as a child? The thing is, our child self knows the truth. Our child self knows the way. It's not until our child self is taught that our dreams are silly or stupid or absurd or too big or too small that we give it up. When you're a kid, you believe anything is possible. And so when you tap into that kid-like mindset, you're able to dream bigger than where you can dream right now. Because as adults, we know all the real stuff. We know how the sausage is made. We know what could go wrong, right? When you're a kid, you don't know any of that stuff. You're brilliant, you're bright. And we should tap back into that same energy. Your dreams that you had as a kid are not silly. They're not small. They're not big. And they deserve to be honored. And you can honor them today. Honor your child self today by giving yourself permission to actually put those dreams to paper and to put it in a notebook and honor it as something that is valid. Okay. The second question I have is, or the phrase is, if I didn't have to be perfect, I would. If I did not have to be perfect, I would blank. Fill in that blank with the first thing that comes to your mind because there are so many things that we're not allowing ourselves to try or do because we feel like we have to be perfect first in order to do them. And that is not true. That is not true. The only way that you perfect or get better at something is by doing it. Everybody's bad at something when they first start out doing it. So don't allow this fear of not being perfect or this fear of not, um, you know, doing it right. Stop you from doing it. Stop you from making a mess and trying. Don't let it stop you. Okay. Okay. The third question, what does freedom look like for you? A lot of us say, we want to be free. We want to be free. What does that mean? What does that mean for you specifically? What does that mean? And you could look to other people for, you know, inspiration. But for you, what does freedom look like? For me, freedom looks like free time. Freedom looks like choice. Freedom looks like a lot of laughing experiences with my friends. Freedom looks like I'm not worried about spending money, right? Like I'm not worried about you know, oh, how much money do I have in the bank? That's freedom to me. These are all examples of what freedom looks like to me. And for you, I would love to hear what freedom looks like to you. What brings you absolute joy? 
for me, the first thing that comes up to mind is literally hanging with my friends. I am so joyful when I'm with them. And I, and I think it's because I'm able, being joyful is a very vulnerable experience. When you're joyful, you leave room for things to knock you down a peg. You leave room for things. When you really experience life, when you're open to experiencing life, it makes you very vulnerable because you're open. You know what I'm saying? And the people I feel most open and most safe with um, are my husband, my friends, right? Like I'm able to be all of myself in, in front of these people and that allows me to experience joy, pleasure. So that means that I prioritize vulnerability. Vulnerability makes me joyful. You know, so for that, for yourself, what brings you joy? It could be mountain climbing, mountain biking, um, spending time alone, traveling, eating. Like what are the things that bring you joy? Number five, if money and judgment weren't an issue, what would you be doing? If money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing? And I ask that because a lot of us think that we can't do what we want to do because we don't have the money yet or we don't have a plan to get the money we need to do X, Y, and Z, right? And judgment is in there because a lot of us don't live our lives because we're waiting for approval or for the thumbs up from other people that sometimes we will never get. But that doesn't mean that you should stop living your life. So if money wasn't an issue, if judgment wasn't an issue, weren't an issue, what would you be doing? Be honest. And I would love to hear your answers. Please share them below. Number seven, what things have you wanted to try, but you haven't given yourself permission to? What things have you always wanted to try that you always say like, oh, one day I'm gonna try that. Ooh, that looks cool. I wanna try that. When I go here, then I'll try this. You know, oh, when I retire, then I'll try X, Y, and Z. What are the things you want to try and why haven't you given yourself permission to do it? Why not? What's the worst that could happen? The hack that I found in my own life is to call everything an experiment. Everything is an experiment. When you, when you live life through that lens where I am not an expert, I have not been here before. This is my first time living, okay? So I'm gonna make a lot of mistakes. I'm gonna do a lot of things wrong. I'm gonna do a lot of things messily. But that doesn't mean that I should stop because I'm not perfect. That doesn't mean that I should stop before I start. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not perfect. But it's like, I can give myself permission to experiment, to try new things. And without there being any attachment to my self-worth, to my value, it doesn't have to mean anything about me except that I'm brave enough to try. And that stamp of brave, like, is good enough. No matter what the outcome is, I might fall off a bike and skin my knees, but I was brave enough to try and that is worthy of celebration. So number eight, if you could play pretend, what would you be or who would you be? Mm. I would love to hear the answer to this question for y'all, but if you could play pretend, what or who would you be? If I could play pretend, I would be a bird. I would be a bird because I've always wanted to know what it felt like to fly. And these questions sound silly, especially if you're approaching them from like, well, girl, how's this, how's this helping me? It's helping you get out of your head. It's helping you to think like a child. It's helping you to be open again, to be a kid again. And kids have it, have it good because they're able to be creative. You give a kid a box, it's a spaceship, it's a house, it's a tunnel, it's a box. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a million and one things because they're kids and they're open. It's not that they have a greater imagination. They just give themselves permission to be imaginative. They're celebrated for playing. They're celebrated for, you know, having permission to play. We have to give permission to ourselves. So yes, if you could play pretend, what or who would you be? Number nine, who are you envious of and why? Now I ask this question because a lot of us are, mis are misplacing our envy right? Sometimes we're not envious or we can be envious, but sometimes it's just admiration. Envy is just admiration. Like, oh, I'm not, listen, I'm not envious of mountain climbers. You know why? Because I don't want to mountain climb. I'm not envious of stuff I don't want to do. 
all envy is, is information. It's informing you, oh, this person is doing something I want to try. Let me try that. Right? Like, that's all envy is telling you. You don't have to make it mean anything more than that. It could just be, oh, I'm envious of her because I want to do X, Y, and Z. Who are you envious of and why? Be specific, right? Like, I'm envious of this person because they get to travel all the time. I'm envious of this person because they have great friends. I'm envious of this person because they have a great hair, right? And so that helps us to actually like, we're not envious of them. We're envious of this thing that they're doing, right? And so we can figure out how we can do it our own way or, you know, be put on a path towards the thing that would make us happy and joyful. Number 10, when was the last time you felt alive? Like, when, when I say that you felt alive, I mean like, oh, like it could be, it could be an adrenaline, ru- adrenaline rush, but it could just be a quiet surrender, like a soft moment where you felt like, wow, it's really good to be alive. Moments like that for me are when the weather is breaking and the sun is starting to shine and the, it's, it's in the morning and the golden light is coming in the window and I'm able to just sit outside and absorb all that vitamin D. I feel so alive. I feel so good. I feel alive when we're traveling because I have choice. I feel like I'm making choice in my life. My life is not being given to me and told to live. Like I'm able to choose. Those are the times I feel most alive. When I'm sharing a hearty laugh with a friend, when I'm crying, right? When I'm having these emotional responses, that's when I feel alive. I feel human. And while those experiences might not all be pleasant, I feel alive. I feel present in the moment. So number 11, what do you daydream about? What do you daydream about? What do you do like when you're doing a task and you're zoning off and you're just like, oh, I'd rather be at this place. I'd rather be at the beach or, oh, that'd be cool if I could fly my kite or maybe you saw an ad somewhere and like the ad took you on this whole like mental journey and now you're in Germany somewhere. I don't know, eating food. Like what do you, what do you daydream about? What do you daydream about? In a perfect world blank. Like if everything was aligned, the stars, the money, the time, the resources, the people, what would you do? What would you do? In a perfect world, ellipses. In a perfect world, dot, dot, dot. Fill in the blank, okay? And let your mind wander. Let it go where it needs to go. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't, like, this is for you. This is for you. This is not for nobody else. You don't need anybody else's validation. This is for you. 12, when was the last time you played? And by playing, I mean, you did something. You lost track of time. Like, you looked up and was like, oh, snap. Like, dang, I gotta go. I gotta go get the kids. I gotta go to work. Like, when was the last time you played? For me... I get lost in making music. I play around with making music, um, but I also play around by hanging out with my friends. I keep saying this, but like, again, just human connection. I feel, I feel, I feel alive. I, I feel, I feel like I'm having fun when I'm with my friends, when I'm with my husband and we're watching cartoons. Like that's fun for me. And it doesn't have to be serious. It's not like I set out to go feel like playful. It's like, no, these are the last times I lose track of time. You know what I'm saying? Journaling, writing, um, creating. I lose track of time doing those things. That's when I have the most fun. 13, what is your watch history? What is your watch history? Listen, your watch history will tell you a lot about what you want to do, okay? There are a lot of ways that we live vicariously through other people online. We follow their Instagram pages. We watch people grow up and raise kids or travel or start a business. And we feel like, yes, we want to support them, but we also feel kind of like, wow, that's good for them. Now let me get back to my real life. Like almost like these people that we're watching are just super special. So are you. You can do the same thing. Or if you don't want to do that thing, what about it makes you like hone into what they're doing? And how can you do that in your own life? Right? So answer this question. What is your watch history showing you? Just give the answers. I would love to hear. I would love to hear. For me, it's a lot of van life because I'm ready to get on the road. It's a lot of um, expat life. It's a lot of, hmm, what else? A lot of creativity things, a lot of like black woman creative stuff. 
um, that I'm really like interested in. And it makes sense because those are the things I want in life. All right. The next question I have is what don't you enjoy about your life right now? Like what are the like the top five things that you would change about your life right in this moment? That'll tell you a lot of things because like I talked about in the previous video, in order for us to get more, to get better, we have to make room. And so that means cutting off the things that are just not good for us, that are not serving us, that are not serving us well. Things that we are mismanaging, things that are overwhelming for us, things that just cause us pain, things that create chaos in our lives. Like how can we let go of those things? And the last question I have for you is, what need do you dream of meeting? If you could fix anything in the whole wide world, anything in the whole wide world, what would you do and how would you do it? What need would you meet? If you had the time, the resources, the energy, the people, the connections, what need would you meet? Um, I hope that these questions start to help you to dream of your own dream, like to dump the American dream and to dream of your own dream. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing to be valid. You can do your own thing. And so while, no, we don't have the how-to right now, the first step is by dreaming, is by reclaiming your dream space, recovering yourself and recovering your dreams, because that in itself is revolutionary. Because a lot of us threw away our dreams in exchange for a promise or in exchange for validation, acceptance, right? Love, affirmation. I believe that we can do both. We can be loved and we can love ourselves and chase our dreams. You don't have to choose. It doesn't have to be either or. It could be both. You know what I'm saying? So I hope this was helpful. If it was, let me know. Um, if you want to join Patreon, feel free. Um, by joining Patreon now, you will be listed as a an executive producer on my next musical project. So if that sounds good to you and you want to go deeper in these videos, meet me over on Patreon. And until next time, y'all, talk to y'all soon. Keep loving yourselves, love each other, and keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. I would love to hear about it. Please share below. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.